Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Deck the halls with cards of Wally. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Tis the season to be evolving. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. <laughs> And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello, Puckleonians, and welcome to another episode of Puckle TCG Cast! Puckle, of course, stands for Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that Thatch made up. And with me today, I have two fabulous co- uh, co-hosts. First, some say that he once fought Mewtwo with his fists. The loser had to go to have time out in the Cerulean Cave. Mr. Sublime Manic. I fought him with my words and he just quit. <laughs> and... Last but not least, some say that he's able to cause burn on opponents by just using Surf. Gator Maximus! That's me. I did that. That was a thing I did. You you can't do it, because I did it. And we have a great show for you guys. We've got some news. we got the topic of the show, which will be with discussing play Pokemon, organized play. We're going to talk about the European tournament. And we're going to have our first ever deck of the episode since we revamped it. And lastly, but of course, not least, we'll finish off with Pokemon 15 questions. So let's go and start with the news. Drop it. Now, lots of news going on. Before we jump into the big stuff, let's take the white elephant out of the room. And that is that the full set for Sun and Moon has been revealed in Japan. The whole thing, it's out or open, just flashing everyone on the internet. And we are definitely going to review it. We are definitely going to discuss it. Just not on this episode. <laughs> we will, though, go full on it on a future episode. So stay tuned for that. Now, let's move on to what is the biggest news of the weekend, which is the European Intercontinental Tournament that was this weekend. Now, Gator, talk about a bit about the tournament. Um, If you don't play Evettel, then you weren't playing in this <laughs> tournament, because this tournament was all about Evettel EX. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so much so that, spoiler alert, guys, that is going to be the deck of the episode. It is going to be Evetal oh. EX. Oh, dope. Um, uh, it must be said that, isn't this the one that they chose as well? As deck of the episode? The- yes, this our, our, uh, our listeners were all about it. Yep. And chose a Vettel garb. Well, specifically, it's a Vettel garb. Yep. So that so is. So that means that our listeners are psychic type because they knew that it was going to win the European <laughs> tournament. Oh, it's 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 already been a great deck. Um, it's it won Fort Wayne, it won Orlando, and now it's uh, it's taken over. So it's it's great. Um, it is the meta call right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the European International Championship, which is the first one of this kind. Um, there's going to be a North American one, an Asian one, a South American one, etc., etc. Um, it had 496 Masters Division players in attendance. Wow. Um, it was this past weekend from the 9th to the 11th, in case anybody's listening to this in the future. Woo! Future people. Uh, and held in London at the Excel Exhibition Center. Um, out of the top, what is it, 32? Yeah. Um, Evetel had 12 placements yeah. in top 32. <laughs> yes. It had five placements in top eight. Yep. The other two, the other three decks in top eight were two Volcanion and one Greninja. Um, Volcanion, uh, was, was chugging on strong, but it is the second most popular. Well, I guess Greninja too, because both Greninja and Volcanion got four placements each in the top 32. But listen to this championships of points awarded per position. Greninja, 460. Volcanion, 580. Evetel EX, 2,320 wow. championship points is what it won this weekend. Yes. It is an insane deck. It is awesome. It um, is we saw over some... 50% of the whole championship points shared across the board was to Evelta yeah. EX. It is crazy. It is a super powerful deck. Um, and to put it's... it in European language, it's mental. It is just completely <laughs> crazy that that so, deck was played so much. Um, for anybody else that was curious, uh, following up the Vettel, Volcanion, Greninja, the other decks that ended up seeing top 32 were Mewtwo, Mega Mewtwo. Um, Vespaquin came back strong with Dub Psyka because they were trying to play to beat Vettel. Uh, Rainbow Road was there. A couple of those. Um, and then one for one each, we had a Houndoom Mill deck. We had a the Gyarados uh, Theta, the one that's from uh, Ancient Origins that has the ability to attack based on the damage on your ma- uh, Magikarps. Yeah, the um, hidden rogue deck. Yeah, the, the rogue deck, quote-unquote. Uh, Mega Rayquaza was also up there. Um, Zygarde Vileplume and Jolteon Garbodor. Um, so it was definitely, if you weren't playing a Vettel, you were playing stuff that was trying to beat a Vettel. Um, so it ended up being great. So we need to congratulate, uh, our winners because yes. the top two, um, actually I, I'm, I stand corrected. The top five standings after the whole thing was over in first place, Michael Pramawat from the United States won with a Vettel garb. Yep. Second place, Jacob, Jacob Lesange from Canada. Shout out to Woody and Tim Lumen up there. I know you guys are listening. A Vettel garb. And then the n- other decks. From the top five, we're all Evetel Garth. <laughs> yep. It was just Evelta versus Evelta across the board. It was just ridiculous. All right. We'll talk to you more about Evetel um, and our deck of the episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But I wanted to give you guys like the, I, the 
the, the breakdown report. It was a good tournament to watch. The stream was excellent this weekend. The commentators were excellent. Um, it should be available on Pokemon coming up at some point in time. Yeah, usually um, they take should... a week or two. Yeah. Um, the stream itself is already available on Twitch. Yeah, so you, but I was, th- I was thinking more on YouTube because they usually they'll later on they'll put it on YouTube. But you can go on Twitch and find Pokemon and then watch the streams. Um, it was yeah, of examples course. of excellent play. Yeah, and of course, that is not the only tournament happening ever again. We have a few upcoming events that are going to be magnificent. And just to name a few, the most recent ones that are coming on the 17th and 18th of December, the regional in San Jose, California, West Coast, Best Coast, is going to happen after that on the 31st of December and the 1st of January 2017. Because for for those of us who don't have a life, or family, we will be there participating, and it will be regionals in Dallas, Texas. Um, Woo! Yep. Uh, Yay! That, I can go to that one. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, right now, those uh, for, for anybody curious, uh, San Jose is going to be expanded, and Dallas will be standard. Oh, very good to, uh, to point out that. Then on January 8th, uh, the 7th and 8th, it's going to be the Dutch Open Special in Netherlands. Afterwards... They're going to have two regionals at the same time for the 14th and 15th in January. The first one will be in the regional in Leipzig, Germany, and then the regional in Athens, Georgia. And, mm-hmm. of course, for February, just after we have our sun and moon set come in, uh, they won't be legal for this one because it's around 29, 21 days, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be the regional in Anaheim, California. So that's going to be super Super exciting. We'll be covering the results of this. Maybe, maybe, uh, no promises, but maybe we can stream something. We don't know. Uh, we'll leave that to your imagination. No promises here. <laughs> so for anybody else that's curious, they did, uh, since we we are releasing these uh, regional events in Europe, they did make an announcement for our European listeners of the uh, full list of the regionals in Europe. Um, UK is getting, it looks like, four regionals. Um, it's crazy. And on top of Dortmund. So three or four, including Dortmund. Um, I just, it's, it's shaping up to be a really great year. Um, I'm super excited. It's, it's awesome. We haven't even started, which is, that's the beautiful part of this. Oh, um, a heads up to our listeners that are, uh, in Florida or anything like that. This wasn't on the list, but, uh, ARG, um, Ultra Reality Gaming does a, uh, circuit of different games that they play, TCGs. Um, they do Magic, Force of Will, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. Well, if you are in anywhere near the Kissimmee or Orlando area on the weekend of the 17th, that's the same weekend that San Jose is, and you're looking to play Standard or Expanded, you can hop into an ARG tournament. They're not going to award championship points, but they are sanctioned Pokemon events. So that's just a heads up for our listeners that happen to be near me. And if you're going to go to it, send me a shout out because I will be there uh Probably playing a battle, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, we don't know. So, moving away from Europe, but before we do, I just want to make one single mention. Um, It is funny how it had to be North Americans to go over there and win the European International. I'm just saying, come on, Europe. (laughs) Come on, you gotta, you know, you gotta work it. We, We have faith in you. Uh, uh, USA best uh, continent right now, <laughs> slacking completely. Uh, uh, North America. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Well, we won. So, <laughs> so moving away from the tournament and into the TCG uh, again, we wanted to make a really quick note on a special uh, change, an addition 
more like to our TCG where they're adding new full arts. Sublime, talk about our new full arts. The new beauty that is a full art trainer card. Um, you've probably perhaps seen this card art going around because it's gorgeous. Um, we saw a full art ultra ball um, being shown around. And it looks like those reverse hollows, like you know how you, they make the all gold cards for like the secret hidden rares? Mm-hmm. It's got that coloring on the edges um, with the gold foil. And it's Ultra Ball, so we all know what it does. You, like, discard two cards from your hand to uh, search your deck for a Pokemon and reveal it. But um, weren't y'all saying that this is, like, an outrageously expensive card? So the um, Ultra Balls right now, the Secret Rare Ultra Balls, the gold printings, they got printed in Plasma Freeze. The pool rates for Plasma Freeze were abysmal. Mm-hmm. Um at a certain point this year, ultra the secret rare Ultra Ball spiked in price to two hundred dollars a card. Uh-huh. Um, so a full playset of these would run you eight hundred bucks. Um, now you're probably going to be able to get a playset for about six. Um, so it's it's crazy. Um, they might see a drop in price. They might see an increase in price. At this point, we don't really know. Don't go selling your Ultra Balls if you've already got them. No. Um, but don't expect them to jump up to $200 again either. Um, classic cards, they're going to stay in play, and they're still going to be like considered the classic, cool, like original, expensive, like bling out your deck. Um, but if they're you guys haven't cards, seen uh, these... Basket came up with this term once, and I love it. They, he calls it the vanity cards. Uh, just cards that are just for vanity reasons. There's no need for you to have full art cards or secret rares. They're just there just to make you happy and giddy. Because um, they're prettier. Yep. And they are gorgeous. These full art items I'm loving. I like that they're going to full art for the items, because mm-hmm. for the most part, everyone knows what they do. Yeah. Like, if it's going to be played, it's still got the card text on it and everything, but it's just, if you haven't had a chance to go look at these cards, go ahead and look at these cards, guys. They are gorgeous. Yeah. Yep, my dream is to have a full art deck on everything. Everything's full art that can be full art, should be full art. Of course, I don't have the money to be able to do that. You could do an all reverse hollow deck. Well, that is true, and that will be a little bit cheaper, but also outside of my budget anyway. So... On to other news for the tens announced for the Sun and Moon or or next set it is the Legends of Alola. And for 2017, we will be seeing tins for both Sol Galeo and Lunala GX cards. Now, this is the standard tins we've been seeing for years, which they include special promo versions of these cards. Um, and they will be in, uh, they will likely be an alternate art print, as they always are. They are quite a bit different, but even though they have a different art, they still count as the same card, meaning that even if they have a different art, for whatever reason that the normal card gets out of rotation, they're still valid as long as these promos are in-game. Now, these will be getting here around March 17, which is actually kind of weird, because this is well after the release of the set of Sun and Moon. So, I guess they expect us to get the regular ones first, and then once we give up paying $40 for them on eBay, then they're going to release the cheap ones. That's assuming they see play. We don't know yet, so... Correct. And then we went on to the next one. Gator, talk about the starter decks that have been revealed. Okay, so Pokemon Center website got updated, essentially is what happened. Um, you got Decidueye, you've got Incineroar, you got Primarina. Um, they got unveiled. 
the different cards. Yep. These are just the uh, cards, basically, and not to be confused with the GX versions of these cards. These are the standard theme decks that always pop out mm-hmm. on every set. Yep. Um, so they had different lists. Um, they're pretty good. I mean, go check them out. You're, it's a theme deck. Like, what do you want? Um, <laughs> exactly. They're going to be available on February 3rd of next year, which is obviously the same day that the set is revealed, uh, released. And like any theme deck, they're just base skeletons. Nothing major. We might review them later on, uh, and see if they're just, there have been in the past where some theme decks have been surprises, such as, you know, Greninja and other ones that were a pleasant surprise and were not half bad. So that's it for the news. We're going to move on to the next part of our show, which is Topical Beach. And we're going to talk about play Pokemon, organized play, how it works, what can get you kicked out, fired, or pretty much just lose the game. Stay back. We'll be right back. Welcome to Topical Beach. Welcome back, everybody, and we have reached Topical Beach, where we're going to discuss the topic of the show. This time around, we're going to be a little bit educational for you guys and talk about Play Pokemon Organized Play, which is basically the system used by the Pokemon Company to organize what we call both the VGC and the TCG. But of course, since this is a TCG podcast, we will focus entirely on that. Let Thatch worry about anything VGC related. Well, Thatch and Sublime. But for now, yeah. we'll get back about to you that. later this month. Gator, <laughs> <laughs> take well, it away. Talk about a, a little bit about or- play Pokemon organized play. Okay, so first things first, um, before we get into like tournament rules and penalties and all this stuff, um, just want to give a preface. If you're a new listener, this is for like definitely for you. If you're an old listener, this is definitely for you. Um, it feels like a lot of the time people pick up TCG stuff just as they go. Um, they're told, hey, you know, this is the way we do things. This is the way it's always been done. Um, that's not the case. Sorry, guys. There are a, there are written down rules and procedures that you can go look at yourself to see what is acceptable and what's not. So don't get rolled over in a tournament because you don't know what's going on. You have the power to look this up, and you're going to learn a little bit from us today. Um, so if you're participating in Play Pokemon, the first thing you need is an ID. Um, we talked about this a little bit on our Puckle TCG chat, so go check us out on Facebook, Puckle TCG on Facebook. Just search us in the bar and join the team. Um, but uh, you're going to need a pop ID. That's what they call it. Play um, Pokemon Organized Play. So you get your pop ID, you register it to your site, and then you're good to go. Show up at events, give them your ID, and set. So we're going to talk about a few different things with the rules right now. Um, just to give you guys a quick overview, we're going to go into the cards. Um, we're going to go into... Uh, The card sleeves, things you might not know about that. Um, Your game area, which is the cards in hand, your randomizers, things like that. Uh, Registering and uh, getting your deck set to go when it comes down to that and checking your deck, what that means. And then we're going to talk about uh, shuffling and time limits and that kind of deal. Everything to do with your deck. All that fun Uh, stuff. It is worth noting, though, uh, if any of you have participated in a tournament and not actually manually created a trainer ID... Be careful, because your trainer ID is your Pokemon uh, social security number. So if you ever participate in any official uh, capacity in a tournament, that means that if you didn't have a number then, the the judge or the organizer for that tournament created one for you. So it's best for you to log in to your Pokemon account and see if you can find your trainer ID that was already created for you, or you will lose any previous 
championship points that you have already accumulated in the past. Yeah, don't be... Um, it, it sucks to lose your ID because then you have to start over fresh um, and then you lose like your cool three-digit ID that you had back when Pokemon was getting started with this whole system. Um, <laughs> so the, they, they're just a cumulative number. All right, so the first thing we'll go into is the cards. Um, players can only use cards in tournaments that are legal for the tournament format. Duh. Duh. Um, you have to use the cards that are available. But what some people don't know is that there are certain expectations on the cards. Um, if a card's reprinted and it is word-for-word -word text match of an old set, you're allowed to use it. Mm -hmm. um, if this used to be the case, but not anymore, foreign cards you're not allowed to use in any kind of sanctioned tournament. Um, mm, so if you got that? these they changed that. So um, it used to be if you had a reference card available, you could use it, but you mm -hmm. cannot have cards with different backings. And all your Japanese cards, all your other cards, they have different backings or different languages. Oh, yeah. Those, uh, yes, but uh, I, I, possibly they changed this. I was to believe that, for example, if you're in Canada, both English and French cards are acceptable. Uh, if that's you're in right. Europe, any Germany, uh, German or uh, Italian cards are acceptable in, you know, the big tournaments because it's all the language that that one country the tournament is in uses. That's correct. However, there is a catch to that. So there is an entire list on the this, this site and we will link you in the show notes where you can go to um, find these different uh, things that we're talking about, these different documents. Um, there is a list for each different place. So, like, our main listeners in Canada, you can use English and French because those are the local languages in the country. United States, you can only use English. If you are a player from the United States and you fly to Europe, because you are a registered player from the United States, you still cannot use German cards. Mm. Um, if you are a Japanese player that comes over, you cannot use English cards. Um, it's based off where you're located at. Um it's it's pretty they're pretty solid on that um, and like I said you can find this list on there um, as also um, there are has been a lot of questions for us lately about um, cards that are from world's decks if you see a card with a silver border and you are a player in English a silver bordered card from a world's deck is not legal nope um, you cannot use that in any kind of organized format. You can use it as a proxy in, like, a fun league, but you cannot use it for a sanctioned tournament. So if you see Shaman really cheap online and you're getting Shaman EXs for $30 and they have a silver border, somebody it tricked you. It's a setup. Yeah. It's a, ah, I see what you did there. It's a setup. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, so you, you all, you guys, our listeners know, sorry guys, your Klingon cards, your Elvish Lord of the Ring cards, no, not allowed. Not allowed. Um, and that brings me up to sleeves, too. Um, your sleeves need to be a single color, um, mats-ish, um, clean, and the same design. And they, if they're going to have a design on them, they need to be a Pokemon design. Um, and some people ask, is it okay to double-sleeve your deck? As long as you meet those requirements. Um, you need to be able to uh, have a sleeve that only contains one card. There cannot be any distinguishing features. If your sleeves are all grungy looking and it's kind of possible to tell which one of your cards is marked, quote unquote, mm -hmm. it's going to be up to the discretion of the head judge. Um, the same with double sleeving. Uh, it's, it's really up to the discretion of the head judge if that makes a difference, but I've not heard 
of anybody having a problem with double sleeving their yeah. deck. And um, blue cards in, taped in in bad conditions. They just and the reason for this is like Gator explaining. It just they stand out and it's yeah. uh, could be used as identifying the cards that you need from the deck by looking at being you know a little bit more thicker than the rest card, the rest of the cards, and so forth. So it's very important that your cards are at least in mint condition to be able to play in tournament mode. Yeah, like it's there. There's they they call them play condition. Like they can be used and everything, mm-hmm. but if your cards are creased and your cards have a bent corner or a missing corner or anything like that, if there's any way, it's up to the head judge's final authority to cut you out. And we'll talk about that in the deck check in a little bit. Um, so we have there's rules uh, getting off the cards. If you guys have any questions, all the, by the way, just feel free to send us an email. Mm-hmm. Um, that is pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we will answer any questions you have. But like I said, we're going to link you and give you some resources so you can find this information out on your own. I know it's boring to listen to um, every once in a while, but at least we're having fun with it, right? No, yeah, um, no, yes. And uh, like Gator, uh, Gator said, please send your emails to pucklepodcast at gmail.com for anything you want to read on our show. Now, for uh, Pokemon 15 questions, since we're not talking about that, uh, send them to kingjashiro at gmail.com. And the only reason is because no one else needs to see them, the suggestions for the Pokemon 15 questions. But for everything else, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Continue, Gator. Um, if you do forget King Yashiro, you can still send a Puckle Podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to check that first. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so... Cards in play. We're talking about the game area a little bit now. When you're playing your cards, they have to be uniform. Um, you need to have an idea of what the playing field looks like. You need to have your deck available for uh, your opponent to be able to, to get into. Um, you need, or not your deck so much, but as your your discard pile, um, they need to be able to cut your deck when you do it. Um, you got to keep your car- your hand on top of the table. All right, don't you can't be hiding your cards underneath the table. I know it makes. It's really easy to make that mistake when you're about uh, eight hours into this tournament and you're just tired. Uh, <laughs> it's it's super easy to do. Um, and then you, when you're turning your cards for um, paralysis, sleep, um, confusion, make sure they're uh, like straight up and down, side to side. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want any confusion. Um, also, so uh, one quick note, Gator. I don't know if you want to explain this. Probably yes. I'm jumping on your shoes, but also if it. your deck works anything with poison and burn it is your responsibility to carry those counters so mm-hmm. if you have an attack that poisons and your opponent doesn't have a, ca- a poison counter the penalty goes to you because you knew that you were going to need one so you should have brought one so that's very important to know as well mm-hmm. but as far as uh your own counters your um you need to bring your own markers usually what people use are die um, you can get small six-sided die. Um, some people try to use spin-down counters from Magic the Gathering. Uh, it's really up to the, the discretion of the judge to whether markers can be used. Because if there's any way they, they cause confusion regarding the game state, or if they're offensive, um, that's the other thing, too. Just a side note, guys. Um, as far as play mats and stuff, you can pretty have pretty much have whatever you want on that. and um, But don't bring anything offensive. Um <laughs> And what I mean by offensive is, would you show your, would your grandma have to ask you to explain why this half-naked woman's on your mat? <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's. Oh, you're my I people. Know it's, All of you that have those mats, you're my kind of people, but no, please it's, don't bring those no. kids in these tournaments. Please, they're yeah, kids. Just, 
don't do it. They're, they will they will say no. Um, that brings us to randomizers, though. Besides just markers, uh, coins need to be any um, so any fair. They need to be fair and impartial. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be. If it's any other coin besides an official Pokemon coin, they have to be agreed upon by both players. Yes, and both players are able, are allowed to use the coin. Yes. Um, so if you're trying to bring up a, a stacked coin. Then your opponent gets to use it too. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you and don't want that to, to be the case. Each player to decide how they want to decide how to flip. So if you're a dice user because you prefer to use a dice, that's fine. But if your opponent wants to use a flip coin, it is his decision as well. And if you're flipping a coin, it's got to be held at shoulder height and fully rotated at least three times before landing on the table, and land as flat as possible. Um, and if they land outside the playing area or off the game into another person's game or anything like that, it's got to be flipped again. Um, and if you guys agree on the results of the coin flip, it cannot be redone. Mm-hmm. And if a judge has ruled that the result is conclusive, it cannot be redone. So you need to watch out for that too. Um, dice, six-sided die, they have to be clear. They have to be see-through. Um, mm-hmm. At least tra- transparent or translucent. So most of the die that Pokemon produces that you can get in the um, Elite Trainer boxes, perfectly fine. Yep. Um, that's just your randomizer die. Your die that are you're using for markers do not have to be transparent or translucent. And they tend to be uh, smaller. Yeah, they're, they're smaller. Um, they have to have pips on them. They have to have the little dots. And um, all the pips on the opposite side of the die have to add up to seven. So um, even if you're using custom etches from the numbers, um, they have to be still add up to seven. Um, on the opposite sides. That's just the ruling. Um, so if you're thinking of bringing like special stuff, it's not going to work. Now, uh, I when know roll all of this, for all our listeners, I know all of this seems like ugh, we're lecturing you guys and that it's obvious, un- quote unquote, uh, obvious information for all you, but you would be surprised how many people go to tournaments unprepared. And this is why. And we here's want the thing I didn't even know about this dice ready. rule. I didn't know about this dice rule until like a month ago. I didn't know, like, Sublime, would you have known this if you, like, only played online? No, it makes sense, but I wouldn't have known it. Like, and if, if your opponent had brought, like, a die that was, wasn't was transparent or translucent, you wouldn't have thought anything of it. Yep. They no. just, like, roll the die. you be playing with a, you know, completely buck dice that always rolls a six, and you didn't know. Yeah, and, uh, oh, that's the other thing, too. The conventionally agreed upon, when you're rolling a dice... Um, Evens is heads, odds is tails. Uh, that's just kind of like how the way it goes. So if you're used to flipping coins, evens is heads, odds is tails. Um, that's the number on the dice. So you have to roll the dice in your hand, um, roll it along the table so it bounces a few times before stopping. Um, or it can be flipped in the air from the shoulder height so it spins three times just like a coin. Um, again, just be like, don't send it into other players' areas or anything like that. That's just, <laughs> yeah. it takes a while. Um, make sure you have your deck lists. Uh, that's what we're going to move on now. Decks, like your registration and your deck check. Um, so it's required for all tournaments, including premier events that, um, well, it's not required, but they're recommended. So they go through with it, that deck checks are performed on at least 10% of decks over the course of the tournament. Mm-hmm. So what they're going to do is you turn in a deck list at the start of the tournament. And the way your list works is first, you'll list out all the Pokemon and including their number and you include their set and their set ID number. So you throw that down on the paper, you're good to go. Now, then so you, Brian, put down you the... can tell us a good way of printing a deck list using PTGO. Yeah. 
Um, go to PTGO. Wait, PTGO, yeah. PTCGO. Pokemon PTGO. Trading Card Game yeah. Online, PTCGO. Yes, yes. Um, whenever you have a deck, you can just like have the list available. Yep, very you can build easily. your deck there and then just print it using. The and system. it is possible. It's very important to note to build a deck with cards you don't own. Yeah, exactly. For that purpose. Yeah, so you just even if you the have box. it in person, yeah, you, there's like settings where you can say cards owned or cards not owned. You just unclick cards owned, and then you can uh, look up your card number specifically since that's relevant anyway. And you don't have to own the card in the online version in order to make the deck list online to print out. Yeah, and then you can just hit the print button and it'll print it out all official. Um, if you're doing it by hand, though, like I was saying, once you get to trainers, you're not required to keep the set symbol or anything. You need to make sure all your trainers are legal and that they have legal reprints in the set that you're in. But if you have a uh, Plasma Freeze Ultra Ball, that's still legal even though Plasma Freeze is out of standard rotation because Ultra Ball is still in standard rotation. Um, and then you list your energies and you have to make a note if an energy is a special energy or not. Um, so what they'll do when you check in is they'll count the number of cards you have on the list, write down, make sure everything adds up to 60 cards and you're good to go. Um, your deck list needs to be legible, um, and it has to be 60 cards. It has to match the the, the same thing. Um, and your deck list is also going to have your player ID, your date of birth, that way they know if you're a master or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it's going to end up being for your deck check and your deck list. Um, that's just your basic stuff. The number one thing about penalties that I have ever seen people get is because of an improper deck list. Yeah. Um, So we're going to talk about penalties in a little bit, but that's like your number one thing is having your deck list wrong. Um, So check and recheck, uh, and you're good to go. Don't have a 63-card list like some people end up having. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Things happen. Uh, Shuffling. Get on to that since we're talking about decks and cards. Um, They have to be randomized. And in front of your opponent yeah. during a reasonable amount of time. Um, can't so, fall under the table, can't make magic trips no. and make the cards go around your back. And no, nothing of that. Just simple shuffling in front of your, uh, your opponent. And once you have shuffled, you have to offer your deck to opponent to cut it. Cutting the deck consists of creating two separate stacks of cards by removing a portion of the cards from the top and then placing it under the remaining portion. You can't reveal any of your opponent's cards when you're cutting, and cutting into more than two stacks is considered a shuffle. Uh, Most people aren't going to get on you for a shuffle, but uh, because your opponent, instead of cutting, may choose to shuffle, and the shuffle has to be brief. Um, And then you're allowed to cut the deck uh, after they've shuffled it for you. Um, But they have to be careful, and if they're mashing your cards or they're doing anything to it, you call a judge. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh... No, they cannot be, like, handling my cards like this. You've got too much money in this deck for them to be doing any of that. Um, And if you're going to go to an event, start practicing shuffling now. Um, Because you are going to do a lot of shuffling. It will be getting second nature, though. There's a point where you're just making tricks with your hand. It's incredible. Yeah, um, if a card card says... If the effect of a card says you have to shuffle, you have to shuffle. Um, So there's different time limits in a game. So speaking of keeping it uh, timely with shuffling. And this is um, very important, guys, so listen up. Yep, you'll have two minutes to shuffle the deck and present them to your opponent for shuffling or cutting before a game starts. Uh, mid-game, it's up to the judge to, to roll on you to decide like how long it takes. I think it's like uh, 15 seconds, I think, is the, uh, 
the time that they're looking for before they can issue a penalty. Um, if you think that they're, the player is slow playing you, then you need to call a judge and have them watch. Um, just that's the case where it is. Um, slow play is a problem that people run into, yeah. uh, especially when you're doing a best of three game. Um, best of three, you people are want that draw. They don't want the draw. They want to end the game at the second game or at the first game before the second game can conclude. That's just how it is. Um, so keep an eye on it. Uh, you're definitely not going to notice any slow playing if both of you are in game three and you each have one. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, you, you'd be surprised how fast people can shuffle cards if you have to go to game three. Um, <laughs> so um, speaking of that, just like a side note, uh, when you're doing best of three and time gets called, it's best of three and then plus three turns. So when time's called, your turn zero, then your opponent gets one, back to whoever had it, two, three, game over. You have to take all the prize cards. If you don't take all the prize cards or they don't have a Pokemon inactive or you deck them out, game over. Um, if none of those conditions are met, it's a tie. Yep. Ends up, that's how it is. Um, other than that, that's like your... Your best of, that's that's just ends up what's happening. Um, oh, as far as, like, who's going first in a best of three, um, you flip a coin first to decide who's going, um, and then the loser of the first game gets to decide who goes first, second game, and then loser of the second game gets to decide who goes first on the third game. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's some basic things that a lot of players do not, like, they end up picking up, but this is how you go about doing play Pokemon tournaments and any kind of sanctioned play. That's the little things you need to know, little trips and tricks. However, the darker side now, and I'll let Jushiro take the lead on this one because he gets to be the mean one and talk about penalties. For all of you bad, bad boys and girls, there are penalties in the Pokemon DCG, unfortunately, and... I'm going to talk a little bit and quickly about them. There's three kinds. You have your minor penalties or infractions. You have your major infractions. And then you have those that just are a big no because if you do them, you just lose the game. Now, to go through the minor ones, what can you find there? Well, you're going to find things like drawing a card to your hand without showing it to your opponent. For example, if you use Ultra Ball and you pick the Pokemon from your deck and you did not show your opponent that Pokemon before you put it on your hand, that's a penalty. Declaring an attack without having the proper energy attached is also a penalty. You might have not noticed. You maybe thought there was energy hiding behind another energy and you attacked and you caused damage and then you realize, oh, wait, I only had one energy on this Pokemon. Penalty. Failing to place price cards in the beginning of the game. This is a big one. Um, now, if it is discovered before the game actually happens, so for example, if you draw a card, that's fine as long as you haven't searched your deck. Now, if you haven't searched your deck, it is considered a minor offensive. Um, forgetting to discard a supporter card after you have used it can also be something that is penal- penalized. Drawing an extra card, obvious, and forgetting to flip a coin for burn or poison between turns, as well as not doing those damage to it. Now, all of these, what could cost you? Well, in best case scenario, a caution. You might just be told by the judge and say, hey, don't do that again. In the worst case scenario for these, you might just get a warning. Now, warning go to your record, unfortunately, so they end up going to your play Pokemon account, and future judges 
can see this. So it's a minor infraction. Now, after that, there are the major ones. Now, major ones consist as things like playing more than one energy card in a single turn without a card that tells you that you can do that can cost you a major penalty. Searching your deck mid-game without the use of a card effect. Now, I have no idea why you would do that, but it apparently has happened. Insufficient randomizing your deck. Now, this comes into the whole shuffling issue that Gator explained. If you do not shuffle correctly or shady, that is a problem. Failing to place price cards in the beginning of the game and then discovered after you search your deck for something, it is a problem and it's considered a major offense instead of a minor one. Taking a prize without knocking out a Pokemon, no idea why would you do that. Taking too many prizes after knocking out a Pokemon, also don't know how would you do that. Well, that one I guess you may thought that you knocked out an EX Pokemon for some reason and it wasn't, maybe. And then forgetting to place damage counters on the mandatory effects such as poison and using an ability when a card prevents its use. If you have Garbodor on the play, you shouldn't be using shaming to draw cards. Now, all of these, what, what kind of infraction that can get you? Well, number one, you get a warning. So this is no caution here. Well, hold on, hold on. You get a, yeah, you get caution. Then you get a warning. Then there's prize card, multi prize card, game loss disqualification correct so yeah but for these major ones there's not even a caution yeah like yeah these ones are just straight warning. Be disqualified yeah these ones are straight warning uh which, which go to your record and then on the second tier um would be a price card now what is a price card like gator just said uh price cards are that the judge might say hey you made this mistake um, I'm going to give you a warning, and I'm also going to give your opponent a chance to draw one prize card. Now, this can level up into a multi-prize card penalty, which means that your opponent can draw up to three prizes if he or she chooses to. And by that, I don't know how you can come back from that, but that is a penalty you can receive by doing any of these ones. Now, we have the severe ones, the severe penalties, and these are big, just don't just just don't and these are failing to place a prize cards at the beginning of the game and then discovered after three or more searches of your deck come on we have shuffling your hand into your deck without using the card effect don't know why would you do that shuffling your prize cards into your deck without the use of a cards effect shuffling your discard pile into your deck without the using of the card effect and picking up your cards before both player has agreed the game, whoever won the game. This is big. Don't just assume that you won and scoop up. No, that will get you to lose. So wait until your opponent concedes losing and gives you the victory and then re- just pick up your, your cards. Now, the penalty for any of these is automatic game loss. The judge will tell you there's no warning. Well, there will be a warning and it will be reported, but the judge won't give you a caution and it won't be a price. It will be an automatic, automatically you just lost the game. Um, so please make sure that you play very digitally. Uh, that, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Digitally? Digit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. And, just make sure all your cards are in a row. Um, so, before we move on to the next Sublime, anything you want to add? I know you've been quiet most of the time in this topic. Uh, our man Sublime here is an expert 
in the Pokemon TCGO, and of course, he may have some information he wanted to add. Um, the only thing I would add is um, timing of like a really big tournament. I'm not sure if this is something um, that a lot of people would necessarily know about. Is when a round starts for a tournament, and this goes for more than just the TCG, it goes for the VGC, well, but it does go for the TCG. You cannot start before other people start their round as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's not enforced, but like it's good to be on the safe side in case it is. Yeah, don't 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 flip your. Wait until Pokemon. you have permission to start the round. Mm-hmm. Like even if you and your opponent are both ready to start, uh, that doesn't mean you should if it's not time to start. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's it for Topical Beach. Uh, Gator, thank you so much for that, all that information. Mm-hmm. Um, Sublime, thank you for your input. And, uh, yeah, thanks me for telling you how you will be punished severely for doing any of those stuff. <laughs> so we're going to stop here for the topic and move on to the next, which is deck of the episode, featuring none other than our champion right now, European champion, Evolta Garby. We'll be right back. It is the deck of the episode. And welcome back to our first ever deck of the episode. Thanks for Fluffiest Winsupcop to giving us her voice for the cutter of the segment. Now, as you guys already know, we're going to touch base with one of our favorite staples of the TC Pokemon TCG cast. For the past three or four years already, it's been incredible. It's like it never dies. It has the elixir of immortality, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And that is our baby, Ivelta Garbador. Now, we already saw that it won, that it just blew over the intercontinental European Championships, and it's crazy. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about why this deck is so good and why it just remains being that good, but why you should also be cautious. And this does not mean, because of the results of the European tournament, that this is the end-all, be-all of our decks. All right, I'd like to talk a a little bit before we hop into it, uh, uh, Jushiro. Yeah, go ahead. About instead of getting into the deck, we should. I want to talk a little bit about why this deck fills the niche it does right now. Yeah, go ahead. Um, So just knowing what you guys know about this deck without knowing what the cards are in it or anything, it's a dark-based deck. Um, Right now, the only thing that dark has a problem with matchup-wise that resists dark is uh, Guard of War decks and uh, Xerneas decks, pretty much any fairy deck. Um, they're Road. not super popular right now. Uh, Rainbow Road is another one. Um, they, they're popular enough, but there's plenty of other things out that are in the format right now that deal with them strongly, so they have a problem. And even then, they're only taking 20 less damage from you. So your math is a little bit messed up, but it's not unbeatable. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, too, about Ivetal, um, the weaknesses and the resistance of the deck, it's weak to lightning, but there's not a lot of lightning decks right now. Um, there's not a lot of see, lightning Pokemon. Yep, we didn't used to see that much Ivelta a year ago because Night March was so big. Because Night March was so big and its base Joltic was electric type, it would... Yvelta would be, would be sent to the back seat as well as Mega Rayquaza because of the weakness to it. And every Eveltal in this deck, so there's three Eveltals right now that's, that you're able to run um, that mean anything to anyone. There's a couple other ones that are garbage. Um, you have your Eveltal from XY original print, mm-hmm. which um, has the Oblivion Wing. 
Yeah. And what that does is it get for 30 damage and one darkness energy, you get to attach a uh, dark energy to any of your Pokemon for acceleration. Mm-hmm. Beautiful card. Perfect. Yeah. Now, let's um, stay on this one for one second. So, Baby Velta, as we nick- uh, so pleasantly nicknamed it's it, well known as. is well known as, is a very important card because it gives this deck what we call energy acceleration, the ability to be able to... Go get those energies that you need on your Velta EX, which, which we'll get in a second. Um, it, but it shouldn't be underestimated how powerful this card is on its own as well. Um, mm-hmm. Being a basic Pokemon like all Eveltas, you can attach a Fighting Fury belt on it, so it will deal 40 damage instead of 30, and it will have a total of... It will have 40 HP and deal 10 extra damage. Yep, it will have a total of 170 HP, which is EX territory, um, and it will consistently hit and will consistently give you energies, given that you have energies to retrieve from your discard pile. And it's such a great card. Now, if push comes to shove, you can go to the second attack, which will do a solid 100, if I'm not mistaken, damage. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you do that, you won't be able to use it on your next turn if you flip tails. So, here's the thing, though. So, that Evetel, um, I was seeing a lot of play, it's kind of been backed off a little bit. Um, if you're seeing it in Vettel right now, it's usually a one-of. Um, the more interesting of basic Vettel that we have to deal with is from Breakthrough. Yeah. That is the Fright Knight Vettel. Now, it's got 130 HP, so it's hard to knock out. Um, it's also still got the same problem of the electric and the um, weakness. However, its ability, as long as this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, each Pokemon tool card in play has no effect. Yeah. If somebody has an EX on the bench... With a Fighting Fury belt on it, and it's got 10 HP left, the only thing keeping it alive, when this card comes active, that Fighting Fury belt does no longer give it 40 HP. It's an instant knockout. Game over. You Lysander up one of their big, fat, stupid things that needs a float stone into the active position and send out a Vettel, it can't use the float stone. It's stuck. This tool, um, with Fighting Fury belt math being so important, Bursting Balloons being so important, Float Stones being so important... Fright Knight is an excellent ability. And also, now, to, it's worth noting that it doesn't affect Garbodor. Because on lo- although Garbodor's tool that it needs to be attached... It doesn't need to ability, It doesn't need its effect. Correct. Once it's attached, the ability just works. It doesn't matter if the tool attached does anything and, to it. Well, it wouldn't matter although, anyway because Garbodor, Garbodor shuts Garbodor off its ability. Garbodor would cancel out Eveltal. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but this is where we fall off... Which one goes first, right? And that's a question always. No, it, it, no, Garbodor would cancel it out regardless. Okay. Yeah, because it doesn't prevent you from attaching tools. Garbodor just needs a tool attached. It mm. doesn't need an effect of the tool. You could throw a spirit link on Garbodor and get it to activate. Um, so that's what happens with the Fright Knight. That's why Fright Knight's super cool. Yep. However, no. the attack. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at because yeah. the EX heavy meta right now for a dark and a DCE. Pitch Black Spear does 60 damage to the active and 60 damage to one of your opponent's benched EX Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a, a Shaman damage. killer. Yeah. Two hits, you've knocked out a Shaman on the bench. You Lysander up something like a Hoopa, mm-hmm. and it shut off its ability to retreat with its Float Stone. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and hammer away at a Hoopa, get three hits to kill it, already have knocked out a Shaman, and have something really super damaged waiting in the back. It is very nasty. And if they knock it out for 130, that's fine. They get a prize card for this. Yep. One prize card. Yep. 
It's it super good. An excellent card. Now let's move on to one of the stars, main stars. These are the sporting the cast. Yep. These are the sporting cast of this deck. Let's talk about the main players. Sublime. Talk about Evelta EX. Evelta EX has been with us since um, X and Y started, and mm-hmm. it's still like some other EX's cards have definitely like come to prominence, but it's never gone away in terms of being good. It's always been good. Yep. And that's because of it. It was basically Mewtwo EX on steroids uh, with its Evil Ball attack, which does 20 plus 20 more damage for each energy attached to both it and your opponent's active Pokemon for just one dark energy and one colorless energy. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, there, um, that's just, it acts, it adds up so quickly. It's really easy to get good math in your favor. And chances are, if your opponent's having a big attacker as well, they're going to have a good amount of energy that's just going to be on their Pokemon. Yeah. It is well and known you, to be like in a revenge killer. And if you throw a Fighting Fury build on it, that 170 HP becomes 210. You're in mega territory with that kind of HP. Um, and that extra 10 damage... See, this, this is the cool thing about Vettel EX. The fact that it's plus 20. It's 20 times the amount of energy plus 20. Fighting plus Fury 20. belt plus, so plus 30. It's so good. Um... That means if you have a Mega Mewtwo out there, and it's got a uh, DCE on it, or it's going to need more than that DCE to kill you, it puts two DCE, it still can't kill you. Um, you then swing in an attack, um, you're taking prizes. You're in the prize trade lead without having to use a Mega Pokemon. Um it's just got a lot of utility. And then the second attack is no slouch either. Being able to do 90 and then send an energy back to the bench. Um, say you've got, uh, you're, you're set up to attack and you hit, send the 90, do the 90 damage, um, an extra 10 because you've got your Fighting Fury build on. Mm-hmm. And then you've got your, uh, Avetal, your breakthrough of Vettel with Fright Knight set up now on the bench. So you can send it forward because this thing was about to get killed, and now you're taking out EXs because they've already been damaged. Yep. It's super awesome. 150 is an excellent number to hit in this format. Yep. Um, that's why Evetal EX. And, guys, you can use off... off what is it? Uh, three. There's three printings. Um, you've got your XY printing, your promo printing, and then you've there's got your... multiple promos, I think. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. The second promo, yeah. which is the... Um, it's a uh, shiny version of the Pokemon, but they're all the same text, so you can use the same card. Yeah, which is um, keeping this card alive, was that shiny reprint. Yeah, I, what I meant to say earlier about break, uh, Fright Night of Vettel is you usually run two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been kind of the, the the way the lists are going, and regular Vettel EX, you run three. Yeah. Um, and then, going on to more support, it it's also weak to Lightning again, because you have our good friend Shaman EX. Yeah. Um, this is... I, I usually run two of it in this deck. What about you guys? Two is fine. I think that two is, hits the sweet spot when it comes to shamings and the amount to set up. Now, remember that you do have Garbodor, so you're limited onto the amount of shamings that you can use per game. You want to use those shaming really early game, because once Garbodor is down, that's it. No more shamings that you could be any of any use to you. So two usually hits the spot right there, just used to set up once you, they are down, you want to try to get rid of them as, uh, as best as you can before they Lysandered out. My rule of thumb for that is if it's an evolution deck, or like if it has a lot of cards, you want three. A lot of cards that you need to get, you want three. Mm-hmm. Since Eveltal's just a basic, two's fine. Mm-hmm. 
It's not like you're searching for a Spirit Link and a Mega Evolution. Exactly. So, in that case, I would use three, but for Eveltal, two is mm -hmm. good. Perfect. Now, moving on to the other star of this deck. We've been talking about it non -con constantly, and we haven't gotten to it, and that is our boy Garbodor. Now, Garbodor is a Psychic-type Pokemon, um, which is Poison in other terms, and it... Basically, it's a stage 1 Pokemon with 100 HP, and it has the all-powerful ability, Garbatoxins. Now, Garbatoxins automatically, as long as Garbator has a tool attached, all abilities from this card pile, hand, play, all of them, do not work. No effect whatsoever. It neutralizes and completely paralyzes and disables all ability in play. It is just so amazingly good. Now, offensively, so. this card... Doesn't do much. The newest reprint version, which is not really a reprint because they did change the attack. It has one sidekick, three colorless, and it has offensive bomb, 60 damage. Your opponent active Pokemon is now confused and poisoned. Just don't use it. You don't want to use Irrelevant. it. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Mm -hmm. um, it's splashable in every deck because of the ability. Now, usually you'll support this. You'll do a 2-2 two -two line. You'll do two Trubbish, two Garbodor. Um, I have seen the Trubbish put to good use because it's a one energy attack for poisoning or uh, whatever it does. Um, yeah. so that can happen, that can be a thing if you get, like, a Trubbish start. Um, Garbodor is good right now in the format because so many things rely on abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, Greninja yeah. as Greninja. a deck, mm -hmm. Greninja Break, the, the reason they play a break is that little bit of extra XP, or, um, HP, and the ability. Um, it shuts down the ability. They, they, it, you've completely ruined their damage output, they have to Lysander up the Garb and one-shot it. And they cannot one-shot it as it currently stands. Um, that 100 HP is just perfect and just out of reach for Greninja to be able to like achieve the goal and one-shot it. Volcanion yeah. um, also has the same problem. You cannot use Steam Up. And mm -hmm. Steam Up is what gives it 30 extra damage to all your fire-type attackers. Mm -hmm. And so you'll Steam Up, Steam Up, Steam Up. And unless you have the ability to Lysander out a Garb and attack it with Volcanion EX for 130 to knock out, it's not going to happen. No. Um, and usually by that point in time, if they have uh, three energy set up, you're already like ready to go. And the scary thing is, if they've got three energy on their Volcanion EX and they want to Lysander kill the um, Garbodor, you're going to bring out your Avetal EX and Revenge Kill. Because it's got three energy on it, and it's already that's sixty more damage that it's going to take from your Vettel EX. Um, the other cool thing too is if you get a turn turn two Garb, um, if they can't set up with Hoopa or Shaman turn one, they're stuck. You have locked them out um, of being able to get their hand set up. And this is such a fast format that if they can't play Shaman or Hoopa, a lot of decks are dead in the water. Mm -hmm. Just period. Um, and they got another cool trick. Set up us all. Uh, yeah, they just can't set up. Um, Fright Knight of Vettel, since it has that ability, and we were talking about turning it off earlier, that's a cool trick. If you're in a situation where um, neutralizing abilities is going to help you more than it's going to hinder you, that means your Fright Knight of Vettel becomes a 170 HP attacker, and Pitch Black Spear is doing 70 to the active and 60 to the bench instead, because then you can attach tools to it. It's super, You can play around it. You can... You can and since you're deciding when you want to play Garbodor or not, it's all in your hands. The ability is right there for you. It's great um, as far as the Pokemon in this deck go. I love Garbodor. I play it in a lot of different decks. Yeah, it is just so uh, malleable. You can just use it 
in numerous type of decks. I mean, I've seen Giratina and Garbodor. I've seen uh, Darkrai, EX, and Garbodor. There's just so many ways of using that card. It's just so great. Now, our purpose here in Deck of the Episodes is not give you specific deck lists for you to, to use, but to give you and explain how this basic concept of the deck works. So we're not going to give you a full list, but we are going to go around with some of the supports. I mean, trainer cards uh, they use. Um, so, Blind, tell us some of the items or trainer cards that are good for this deck. Not, not a bit, what, on your opinion, what just works best? Um, I think it's really valuable that because Eveltal is a basic, uh, Fighting Fury Belt is the, um, the tool you would want to use for this deck mm-hmm. in our current format. Yeah, I'd for say sure. three of. That's a three of in this deck easily. Um, same with Floatstone, three of. Mm-hmm. Any deck with Garbodor needs Floatstone. Yeah. Yeah. What else, Sublime? Um, this is for any deck. I believe in four Sycamore. No, no, yeah, th- of course, those are right. in every deck. Right. Like, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to skip over the Ultra Balls, the Versus Seekers, Sycamores, Lysanders, that kind of thing. Yeah, those are in every uh-huh. deck. Um, one example, for example, that I think it works really well in this deck is Max Elixir. Now, Max Elixir helps you get grab more energy Ener- from your deck mm-hmm. as long as mm-hmm. they're basic energy. I mean, this deck does use double colorless energies, but it's still good to have more energy acceleration. Yeah, and energy acceleration onto the bench is perfect too because if you can, if you had something killed, you can send Garb up with the float stone, um, and sit there and wait while you're using max elixirs to power up whatever you need on the bench before sending it active. Um, the decks usually run anywhere between eight and ten darkness energies in addition to the four DCEs, so you're gonna um, tailor your max elixirs to that. Um, a couple texts that I've seen in this deck that I think you guys should be aware of. Um, since Evetal is so popular right now, um, Team Flare Grunt, being able to discard an energy and slow your opponent down is a really popular tech. And so is Pokemon Center Lady, because with Pitchback Spear doing 60 damage to your Pokemon on the bench, your EX Pokemon, your Evetal, if you're playing in the mirror, Pokemon Center Lady instantly heals that 60 damage and you're good to go. Um, so you can swap out for the turn and start hitting strong. Uh, that Those are two of the techs that people are playing in the mirror, because you are going to see this deck across the table from you if you decide to play it. Um, it's a super popular deck. If it wins, people play it. However, the deck is not unbeatable. Um, we talked about that lightning energy. There are people that are brewing Vespaquin decks right now. Vespaquin Zeb Stryka. Zeb Stryka absolutely annihilates this deck. Um, if they get that set up and sent out, Zeb Stryka does 110 times 2. So it does 220 damage to any Pokemon... Um, that's weak to it, and also has a resistance to fighting, which everything in this deck that has a weakness to uh, electric has a resistance to fighting. Um, okay, and then finally, um, when it comes to Stadium Sublime, what do you think? What's about, what stadiums are good for this deck? Dark doesn't need, like, energy-reliant stadiums. Like, there is the Reverse Valley, like, where you can do 10 more damage, but which you're already boosting your damage quite a bit, so you can use any stadium that um, hinders your opponent, the most popular definitely being Parallel City. Yeah, yeah Parallel City's good. I also like Faded Town um, as a tech if you're a mega-heavy uh, meta. Um, don't play Silent Lab, though, because that you're automatically shutting off your uh, your Frightened Head of Vettel. Um, yeah. I did that. I had that happen to me tonight. Somebody was playing against me, and they played a uh, Silent Lab, and like, whoop, that shuts down Vettel. Um, you have options there. Uh, follow your heart. 
Um, so <laughs> Heart of the cards. You do need to play a couple stadiums, though, because you want to have the Every, ability... You have to have a stadium yeah. in any deck. Yeah, you need to be able to opponent. deny your opponent. Yeah, exactly. Or if you're not running a stadium, you're running delinquent. Um, that's just how it has to be. But you usually want to run stadiums because delinquent's your supporter for the turn. Correct. Um, and then for, to finalize with this deck, usually normally decks will have 10 to 8 energies, but this is very energy-reliant, so you would want to have at least 12 to 13 energies, including double colorless energies, to make sure you have what you need in order to be able to pull off high amounts of damage to knock out pretty much anything you need to knock out. Now, and... Uh, I would like to, just as a, a fun fact, you know, before we hop off this deck, this takes a lot of play to expand it, too. Um, if you want to run this deck and expand it with that skeleton list, you can do a trick where you uh, use Maxi's Hidden Ball trick and tech in a Gallade or an Archeops. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. um, there's Turbo Dark in the um, Expanded, where you use Dark Patch to get it set up faster because you have access to... Uh, Battle Compressor. Um, Battle Compressor, so you can start using Dark Patches turn 1 to get everything set up. And you also have, like, nice spicy techs of being able to send it out there with um, Keldeo as a backup attacker. Um, I've seen all kinds of different variations in the Vettel um, matchup. And since Trevenant is super strong and expanded, and Trevenant is weak to Dark, yeah, that's why a Vettel is super strong. Okay, perfect. So that's it for deck of the episode. Uh... With none other than Ivelta and Garbodor, we will move on to our next session, which will be Trainer's Mail. We'll be right back after the sponsored messages, and we will read your emails. We'll be back. It's Trainer's Mail. And we are back with Trainer's Mail, where we're going to read on your emails. Now, we have a short list this time around, but that's okay. Let's start out with the first email coming to us from none other than the real EV. Gator, take it away. All right, so EV says he's here for another mailbag, and he says, got to say, it's really fun on the TCG Facebook group. It's a great way to have a constructive conversation about cards, decks, and more. There are a lot of trainers on there that jump at the chance to help. And some might say we're as eager as Zubats in a cave. <laughs> I digress. Anyway, guess what? We're starting a... we got a idea for a new unofficial Puckle tournament in the works that you can be a part of it. Um, just go ahead and go to the Puckle TCG group and vote um, on the tournament format that's upcoming. So if you're interested in doing... like I think he had votes for Expanded. Um, I think he had votes for um, Evolution Set Only. Uh, there's there's a couple different formats that Eevee was suggesting for the uh, tournament that they want to do. Um, again, this isn't the official Puckle tournament. This is Eevee organizing stuff. He does a great job in trying to get everybody together. Mm -hmm. um, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, sorry. I yeah. on your toys there. No, it's perfectly fine because it's true. We do. We really appreciate everything that people do for the community. So uh, thank you very much, Eevee, for that. And it looks like we have one from Cineant Pokeball. Is that going to uh, sublime, I wonder? Yes, sublime. Sure. Okay. All right. So, from Sentient Pokeball. Uh, Greetings, all of my fellow wallet haters. It is I, Sentient Pokeball, writing in to talk about rogue decks. We saw some relative success this weekend in London with Alex Hill's Bespic Win Zebstrika deck, and I love the fact that he was able to go so deep into the tournament with it. Bespic Win variants are some of my favorite rogue decks, especially Yan Mega Bespic Win, even though it has a really hard matchup versus ability lock, which is all too common these days. 
Yenmega and the Break are great early game attackers while you set up Pokemon into the discard pile, and every time a Break is knocked out, that means 30 more damage for Vespiquen. It's fun to manipulate hand sizes since Yenmega needs 4 cards in hand to activate the ability, and Judge can give you a hand of 4 cards while also disrupting your opponent's hand. In the late game, Vespiquen becomes extremely powerful, being able to comfortably one-hit KO EX Pokemon. Also, not many people play Karen, which helps Dex damage output stay consistent. I know that Vespiquen was a very popular deck in the previous metagame, but I definitely think it is a rogue now. What are the host's favorite rogue decks and why? That's all from me for now, Sentient Pokeball. Thank you so much, Sentient Pokemon. I really like this email. Uh, I do like Vespiquen decks as well, and I also find it hilarious that Karen was completely overhyped, and now no one is using it. Of course, well, I predicted, because Night March is not in the format. Right. Like, if there was something Karen was good against, then people would use it. Correct. But if there's not, then they won't. Yep. I mean, I know for a fact that there are going to be people bringing the Vespiquen variant to the ARG tournament I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might just take it into uh, a Vettel, just because. <laughs> so throw in a Karen and, set it and go to town with it. Yeah. Um, as far as my favorite rogue deck, I'll uh, I'll bite on that question. I really like um, Giratina uh, Garbodor Hammers. Okay. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite rogue deck because you're you're locking them out of using special energy. You're discarding their energy, um, and when all else fails, if they've got like a Red Ice or something up, you're milling them out. Um, it's a long game, but it's a very rewarding game because you're making you're you're basically just teching against the meta. Yeah, you're That's my favorite your rogue. opponent on its toes. Yes. Now, Sublime, what about you? What's your favorite rogue deck? I have a, like, if it's not really good, I consider it a rogue deck. So my favorite rogue deck right now is Volcanion, because I don't think it's <laughs> whoa, that whoa, good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. It took two of the top eight slots and a field full of Vettel. You can't call that the rogue deck. Like, Did it win? Top eight! <laughs> And it I'm just being so shady. I'm just spots. being super shady. Um, my favorite uh. legitimate rogue deck is like below rogue, so I had to give something above actual rogue status because rogue <laughs> is like could be good but isn't. And this had potential as a rogue deck at one point, but now it's just not really viable. And that is like the only physical deck I own, which is Superior. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, it. It's really good for the latter if you're uh, playing online. Um, people just get salty and quit. Uh, <laughs> if you can hit the coin flip. Yep. Right. It's like, it's not a good thing. But it's, it's a rogue deck. <laughs> My favorite, of course, was Waylord EX. Uh, from the U.S. Championship from 2014, if I'm not mistaken, or 15? Can't remember right Yeah, now. it was Nationals this year. National? No, it wasn't this year. It was last year, I think, in 2015. No, it, no, it was this year because it was at Pucklecon. Yeah, they did. It was. It hit nationals this year because hmm. it was. Yeah, that's what the the big the big the big hurrah was. Hmm. I, th- I thought it was 2015. Anyway, the deck consists basically of just milling your opponent to death. Uh, it has no energies. It's a deck that consists of no energies whatsoever. You don't attack with this deck. You just put it there and just expect your opponent. To just lose. Why? How? Very easily. You put Wailord DX, who has a 250 HP on that Pokemon. You would put cards like Suicune from the last set, uh, the, the last. Oh, uh, Jushiro was right, guys. I'm wrong. It's 2015. Yeah, 2015. Um, 
it was the the Suicune that has safeguard, which uh, protects it from damage from EX Pokemon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then you would use cards that would completely make your opponent to um, just discard cards from its deck. It is just such a rogue deck. It came out of nowhere and it won second place at the U.S. Nationals. It was just so incredible with so much fun so kudos to that deck for sure it was super fun any last things you want to say any uh, last uh, shout outs mill decks always the best kind of rogue deck is mill decks yeah uh, shout outs to hound doom for making it in the top 32 you go guy <laughs> yep <laughs> for sure now, moving on to our last segment, but the favorite, which is none other than Pokemon 15 Questions. We'll be right back. Who's that Pokemon? And the time has come. Pokemon 15 Question. Who's that Pokemon? We'll start. As you all guys know, we have a suggestion from the community this time around. And our co-host needs to guess what Pokemon it is. Basic rules, lower your browsers, no internet allowed, as well as no questions regarding generation or Pokedex number. We will start in this order, starting with Sublime, then Gator. We will start now. Who super is quick this though, Pokemon? Oh, well, are, are you a boy or a girl? Not doing, we're no not Gen doing 7 yet. Gen 7, that was no. my only question. We will, All right. I have decided that I will allow... We ran into an issue yesterday. Yes. About Alolan forms. Yeah. So, no Gen 7 Pokemons to guess, but at the same time, no Gen 7 related questions as well. Um, okay. Yes, yes in the, the live episode that we recorded yesterday, Gator, the Pokemon was Rattata, and one of the, uh-huh. they, they wanted to, oh, this, this Pokemon has an Alolan form, and I didn't allow that question because you gotcha. know, we're not doing Gen 7 Pokemon. Now, That's fair. Yeah. And now, uh, we will start this one, uh, Starting, I was going to say something else before all this starts, and I can't remember, so it doesn't matter. So let's start now. Sublime, first question. Does this Pokemon belong to part of an evolution line? Yes. Is this Pokemon a water type? Yes. Most common type. (laughs) Is this a dual type Pokemon? Yes. No, wait, sorry, no. So it's not a dual type. Pokemon. Not a dual type. Is this the basic form in the evolution set? Yes. So it's the first stage. All right. Does this Pokemon evolve once? No, I'm sorry. That's not a yes or no question. Does this Pokemon evolve into just one thing, or does it evolve twice? No, now you've asked. No, I, I yeah. Ugh, I can't <laughs> right. Does this Pokemon evolve only once? Yes. I swear, if it's Fiona again. <laughs> um, let's see. Can you catch this Pokemon in Hoenn? Give me a question. What I can uh, give me a give me a moment. What I confirm this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, if it has to be confirmed, you know it's not from Hoenn. <laughs> Your turn, Sublime. Um, was that a yes or no? Oh, I said yes, sorry. Oh, yes, it can be caught in Hoenn? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Wait, caught or available? 
What was your question, Gator? I said, could it be caught? I think I, I we talked on the live episode that whenever it, I'm gonna treat it as available. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so far, what we have is available in Hoenn, water type, mono water type, evolves once, basic form. Oh, is the evolution of this Pokemon a mono water type? Nope. Okay. okay. So, so it's evolution gains a typing. Mm-hmm. Well, so what's that leave us? That's like, uh, um, I don't know, Quancher. Um, yeah, you can. That's what Quancher is at Gen three. Um, oh right, right. I'm thinking the Clawitzer from Gen six for some reason. Mm. Or no, I was thinking. I'm thinking Corfish. Corfish is what I'm thinking of. Um. Hmm. And like what's Barbush, too. The pre-evolution of Sharpedo. Carhavana. Was that, but it's, it's was also that dark. dark as well, or was okay? Oh no! Wait, no, that's Mono Water as well. Um, uh, whose question is it? Is it mine or um? Uh, it is yours, Gator. Gator. Um. <laughs> Can you catch this Pokemon with a rod? Yes. Does this Pokemon have gender? Yes. That's ten questions. That, scratch, that scratches out Star You Only five to go. Gator. Um... Is this Pokemon blue? Yes. Huh. It's blue. Now, when it comes to colors, I warn you, I am very monotone when it comes to colors. To me, it's blue. Okay, fine. That's, uh, that's we fine. might we might if you want. I can we can turn that question back. But well, I'm gonna leave mm-hmm. it. It is blue for me. It's blue. Okay, so it's blue. That's fine. Um, huh. I'm trying to think of what our options are already. Um, so Phoebus. it can't be Corfish. Well, not it can't be Phoebus. No, Corfish is red. Right. What about Remoraid? Artillery is a mono water type. Okay, so that knocks out Remoraid. Um... What about, uh, it knocks out Magikarp, um, it knocks out Goldeen, what about a Horsey? No, it's a Horsey's horsey a evolves three twice. Um, what about Shelter? Because Cloyster get, gets the Ice type. That's a good one. Um, yeah, Shelter is a possibility. Uh, um... I'm trying to think, like, water types that can be caught in Hoenn. What about... I'm just... Mm. Finneon's also an option, too. No, wait, no, Luminion. Luminion's a... He's a model water type, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that. I'm like, wait. Because I just saw it in Sun and Moon. I'm like, why is this crappy Pokemon in this game? Um, And Whalmer. Well, Whalord is model water. Is the secondary typing... 
of this Pokemon's evolution, Ice. Yes. Okay. Do we want to go? Is this Pokemon? Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, <laughs> Seal evolves into Seal evolves Seal's into White. Oh, oh, but like it's bluish, isn't it? Uh, okay. This is my problem with color just questions. <laughs> that was my concern because like Seal evolves into a Water Ice. How Does many this questions Pokemon are we on? Evolved with a Water Stone. Yes. Then it oh, okay, we're good. So last Oof. question. Is this Pokemon Shelter? Yes. Nice Woo! work. <laughs> so, yeah, when it comes to colors, I am very colorblind in that. I'm not actually colorblind, but I don't know the spectrums of color. I would call Seal white. Like, if I didn't know color, I'd be like, that's a white Pokemon. I was just afraid when you said colorblind like that, that I'm like, what if he thinks it's, like, light blue and is therefore blue? Yeah. Was my so, uh, my was my was fear. I tried, yeah, so I don't know. That might be a rule that I apply later on to Iffy on the You can ask him, but Iffy, that your host, Lord Yoshiro, just, you know, all shades of pinks will be pink for me. So if it's fuchsia or something weird like that, I'm sorry. I just don't. <laughs> I can't tell. Now... Thank you so much uh, for your suggestion. This one was brought on by none other than the Game Master, Professor Snag. You almost got him. They needed all 15 questions to get it. So that was a great, great game. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, of course, since you're here in Poco, please, please join us on Facebook, on our Facebook group, Poco TCG Cast Group, right, Greater? It's Puckle TCG on Facebook. Just search it and you'll find us. Yep. Uh, could you give us the whole rigmarole? I don't have it with me here, Gator. Okay, um, it should be... Like I said, just search it. It'll be no, easy No, no, I to mean, find. follow us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Twitter. I just... Oh, oh, oh. Um, before we do that, I wanted to put this out there. If you are struggling to find TCG information, I have been working on a TCG resource page. Um, it is its own separate page off the website. Um... If you want to link to that and find all these TCG resources, it is pinned to the top of the Puckle TCG Facebook group. As soon as you join this group, you will have access to this full compendium. Um, I don't want to call it a compendium, but it's like an entire list of resources that I've been working on. I'm including the uh, what the um, decks are placing in the top 32 and standard and expanded. I'm linking to lists from the top. Like if there's a pl if there's something you need to know about the current format, I am putting it in the site. Um, I've put a lot of work into it. I think you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, it's like I said, well just Puckle TCG on Facebook. Now, if you'd like to follow a Puckle otherwise, you can follow us on Facebook, PucklePodcast.com slash face, Facebook.com slash PucklePodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PucklePodcast. You can uh, join our forums, which are now hosted on Reddit. That's Reddit.com slash R slash Puckle. Um, you can follow us on Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. Um, if you want to come to the chat box meetups, we have mm -hmm. those once uh, once and twice a month. Well, that, well, it's going to be too late for yeah. them, the, this one. <laughs> um, there's one tomorrow as we're recording, but not as you're listening. Yeah. Um, this, this past Monday, you guys missed a chat box meetup. We do the chat box meetups now. We do have six IV dittos to pass out. And that is the only way you can get those if you're looking to breed for Sun and Moon. Yeah, very um, important. Get them though, from us. You can get them from other people. But. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> going to say, uh, sorry to butt in, but very important. I know this doesn't necessarily uh, apply to our TCG group, but forever, anyone inter interested in the video game, the only way to getting the, the six IV diddles is going to our chat up. Because please don't email Thatch uh, or message him or anything for them. 
If you want a six IV ditto, go to our chat box meetups. It's great. Um, and beyond that, uh, we're everywhere, guys. You know this feel. You listen to all the episodes. You hear where we're at. Those are the basics. Um, and Patreon, if, like very important. Like Thatch likes to say, he's got. A, if you got a little change in your pocket, um, we would appreciate you donating to us on Patreon. If you're not interested in donating to us um, monthly. We also have the PayPal link on the site where you can just send us a one-time donation. Either or is fine. I will tell you guys this right now, though. Being a patron is where you want to be. We have talked about this, and I'm happy to announce it. We are going to be doing TCG mats with the Puckle logo on them. That yeah. is going to be a thing. If you are interested in that and you're not a part of the Facebook group, Facebook group people, you will be putting out a message soon. There will be a post about it too, soon. Pay attention to it. Um, the mats are going to be $15 for regular people, but for patrons, special patrons, it's going to be $12 a mat. Yes. And that is shipped and everything. So if you are a patron and you get all these different perks, um, right now, if you're into the video game, they're Thatch and Shamu are working on a thing where they design a team for the patrons and they breed a Pokemon and make copies of it and give everyone a copy of that Pokemon. Um, there's prizes, there's green Tauros badges, IRL, like there's so many cool things about being a patron. Um, you have to think about this, guys. We put out this content for you. We put out what? Like eight shows a month yeah. um, at this point. Um, I've, you're I've getting been constantly pestering to say, hey, just rebrand this to Puckle Network. Of course, he doesn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they're all Puckle Podcasts. Yep. So you're getting eight shows a month from us. Throw us a dollar a month. That's all we ask. You know, if, as minimum, as much as you can afford. If you can't afford anything, review us on money. iTunes. Mm -hmm. Tell your friends about Puckle. Um, that's all we ask about you guys. Just do the best you can. We're doing the best we can. We're in this for you guys. We're in this for the community. Um and any questions you have, you can send an email to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. We will read it on the shows. And if you have any questions TCG-related specifically, you can always join the TCG group, as we've talked about. So, that's our spiel. Yes. Now, it is the final TCG cast of the year. After this, we're going to move on to 2017. God bless, it's the end of 2016. For all Finally. of our listeners, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, or Happy Holidays in general, whichever applies to you. You have been great. Um, I know this year has not been the best, but thank Arceus, it has been one amazing year for Puckle. And for you guys, hey. your guys are amazing. Um, so, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and may 2017 bring amazing TCG battles and amazing cards. And hopefully soon, maybe for next month, we might be able to tackle, uh, hey, what was the deck of the year, uh, 2016? So that's something to ponder. Until then, Gator, thank you so much for joining us. I'd like to thank you guys for being here as always, and, uh, as far as I'm concerned, all kinds of things died this year, and that's terrible, but so did Night March. So, <laughs> I mean, Christmas dreams do come true. Silver lining in everything. <laughs> and Sublime, a pleasure like always. It's been Sublime. I'm going to go color Pokemon ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like every episode happens, it is that time. That time is close. Have a great night, guys.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.